Welcome to Ms. Lyrics Poetry Outlaws, a show about all things poetry. I'm your host, Catherine Owen. Well, it's Monday, Outlaws, and it sure feels like one. Mondays, no, I'm not going to talk about that. I'm going to talk about mornings. Mondays don't really matter to me usually because my schedule is so erratic and weird and shifting and I'm a bits and pieces so I could work on the weekends, I could not work in the week, or I work in different ways at different times. So Monday generally doesn't mean much to me, but today it does because it feels like the typical classical uh, Monday where everything kind of is topsy-turvy, upside down, mishmash of muckeries, things broke, things spilled, things ached and pained, and the purity of my morning was rather utterly despoiled. And as Adam Saul is going to talk about today on his entrances, mornings are important, and it's strange to feel like you can't get a clear brain for me. That's post a cup of, uh, or two of coffee, of course. But uh, then my brain gradually just clarifies and lifts and I'm able to enter poems and work on a poem and read poetics and stare out the window and have my cat on my lap and listen to birds and those sacred spaces for me through which more often than not something like a poem arrives and that doesn't happen when you know you start your day off in a muddled jumble but I guess it's a human thing and as Adam also talks about the urge to be productive at all times is something that plagues me indubitably and if I even have a few hours in the day where I don't feel like I'm working towards something regardless of what the end is then I start to thwack myself mentally So maybe it's good for me to uh, be shaken up from time to time, which is, of course, inevitable. So today we have the wonderful Adam Soul in our entrances. And I personally have never met him. I read his poems. I haven't reviewed him. Uh, But he did talk about one of the poems from Riven, on his blog called How a Poem Moves, and then I bought the collection of his essays based on this blog, and they're absolutely wonderful. Um, Though, I believe, are they subtitled, you know, um, a a means to assist those who are afraid of poetry? Uh, Just this whole notion of fear connected with poetry is is quite compelling when it comes to those who weren't raised with it. I mean, I was so raised with it all around me. I certainly never had a general fear of poetry. Quite the opposite, in fact. I mean, the the most fear I ever remember feeling about uh, poetry, and perhaps I would still feel it towards like Pound's Cantos or something like that. But I remember Robinson Jeffers' epic pieces, filled me with a kind of fear for a while, which is why I ended up tackling them and writing my master's thesis on them. But I think that the fear uh, can be put into people about the poem. I, I see it more often in high school when you have an anxious teacher who seems to think it's an onerous task to work with poetry in the classroom. 
and who makes the student feel as if a poem is merely a diagram of uh, sounds or accents that they have to chop up or uh, a series of questions they have to plunder the poem for and ask, where's the symbol? Where's the metaphor? Where's the image? And where's the simile? And so on and so forth. And and uh, what is there a rhyme scheme? And it just becomes all these components and, and becomes mechanized and it loses its organic rhythmic sensibility, its passion, which is the core. And then you get adults who feel that either a poem is going to impose some kind of emotion on them, or they just glance at it and they say, but there's shorter lines, so how to read it? So the whole ability to translate their typical reading experience through this atypical uh, poetry moment is uh, threatening and disruptive. And so they resisted and rejected. Uh, which is a true shame, of course, because for every person, there's at least one poem that I could imagine would be truly crucial to their lives. So I'm going to introduce Adam Soul now and tell you a little bit about his chat, and then he is going to talk and read a poem. So Adam Soul was born in New York and raised in Connecticut. He earned his MFA at Indiana University, his PhD at the University of Cincinnati. Then he and his wife moved to Toronto around the turn of the century, which sounds a very long time ago, but isn't. Uh, well, I guess it's over 20 years now. Uh, Soul's fifth collection of poetry, Broken Dawn Blessings, was published in 2021 by ECW Press. Oh, yes, we share a press. Wonderful press. And won the Canadian Jewish Literary Award for Poetry. His previous collections include Jeremiah Ohio, a novel and poems that was shortlisted for Ontario's Trillium Award in 2008 and Crowd of Sounds, which won it in 2004. He's published fiction, scholarly essays, reviews. 2016 launched a blog, The How the Poem Moves, which ECW made into a book in 2019. Highly recommended. He is the coordinator of the Creative Expression Society program at Victoria College, University of Toronto. Boy, I would love to go to that program if I was 25 years younger. And he lives there with his wife. Well, he doesn't live in the university. He lives in Toronto in the city with his wife, Rabbi Yale Splansky, and their three sons. Okay, so what is Adam talking about today? He's got quite a focused chat. Um, he talks about his teachers that were vital, like Philip Levine. Uh, he focuses mostly on the flow between books or emptiness, the not knowing how sometimes you have multiple projects you're working on. And you can keep a schedule like waking up early to work, which he prefers, but sometimes a book teaches you otherwise, and you end up having those blank times, and then you fight with that typical impulse to be productive, which is useful, but also, you know, stresses your brain out to think that you constantly have to make something worthwhile. And we just have to be gentler with ourselves and just become channels and wait. And then he reads a brand new poem called Inherit that is both stirring, haunting, strange, and beautiful. So please enjoy Entrances with Adam Soul. Of, of hers, of yours. Um, 
I'm from the States originally. I don't know how much of the story you really need. I'm from the States originally. I moved here 25 years ago um, after doing graduate schools in a bunch of different places. I've been really lucky with teachers. This is one thing I always say about my writing life. Um, my very first semester as uh, a university student at Tufts in Boston, I took a class from Philip Levine. I didn't even know who he was at the time. He would win the Pulitzer and all the other awards and become the poet laureate of the United States um, before he passed away a few years ago. So um, I was very lucky there. Um, and I continue to be very lucky uh, along the way. I've studied with a lot of really interesting people and met a lot of interesting people. Um, and that definitely helped me along the way. Um, I guess, you know, I'll credit myself for putting myself in those rooms um, so that I could learn from people smarter than I am um, and I continue to do exactly that put myself in rooms with people who are smarter than I am so that I can learn how to work um, and learn how to keep going um, with poetry and with all the other stuff we do um, what I guess I'm thinking these days about being in between projects I want to think about um, there have been times in my writing life when I had projects sort of falling upon, over on each other. Um, and um, there were times um, when I was, you know, in a hurry to finish one thing so that I could continue on with the other thing that I was working on. This was true, I remember, um, for my second book, Crowd of Sounds. I was finishing Crowd of Sounds, and the poems for... Jeremiah, Ohio, were already there. There were a handful of them already coming, and I knew that they that they didn't fit in Crowd of Sounds, that they were a whole other thing, and I didn't know what to make of them. Um, um, and so I sort of put them aside so that I could finish Crowd of Sounds um, um, and then went back to it. So, so in that case, like between those two books, there wasn't really a gap. I, there was never a time where I didn't know what I was working on next. I think that was a little less true between books three and four, but it was partially true for books three and four too, because um, between Jeremiah, by the time I was finishing Jeremiah, I had these other poems starting to build that didn't fit the Jeremiah book. So um, um, anyway, so I, I it, most of my writing career, my poetry writing career, I've had kind of something waiting for me um, to work on while I was finishing finishing a book, and. Last summer um, was the first time that I'd remembered in a really long time that I started off really empty. Um, I had finished my most recent book, um, uh, Broken Dawn Blessings, which came out in fall of 2021. And um, 2022? I forget. When did it come out? <laughs> I forget. It came out uh, two falls ago. So I guess that's 2021. Um, uh, and uh, I had spent most of that, that time working my way up to, to this final edits on that book. The book came out in November. I had a very busy semester, um, school year teaching. I teach at the University of Toronto at Victoria College. Um, and so by the time sort of my seasonal writing life, my writing season began in the spring last year, um, I had nothing going, and nothing. I had blank, I had nothing, and I usually keep like notes and scribbles and things, drafts in a in a duotang folder, 
and the folder just had nothing in it and it was really remarkable to kind of stare off into space um, um, start last spring and not knowing what I was working on not knowing um, and to just reacquaint myself with the instrument um, that I found first off kind of scary um, because I had been running so fast and sort of always catching up for so long um, that I it was sort of that there's something very reassuring about knowing what what you're working on next and knowing what's waiting for you so to start off from scratch and to have nothing is kind of terrifying and sort of staring at the blank page and wondering what you're going to have to say I found that I had to to um, um, to readjust my my schedule even um, Broken Dawn Blessings is a book about mornings, um, M-O-R-N-I-N-G-S, mornings. Um, most of the poems take place in the morning, and I was, my life patterns, I like to wake up early and, and, and work, and while well, my head is kind of clear, and um, I found last summer that that was over. Um, Broken Dawn Blessings sort of finished mornings off for me for a while. Um, and so I had to learn how to write in the afternoon. I mean, it was some, some things as basic as that. And, um, and it took me a good part of the spring and summer to, to, to start to build any momentum. Um, and I think, I mean, you know, it wasn't all pleasant at the time. I didn't enjoy not knowing what I was working on and staring off into space um, and feeling like I wasn't getting very far very fast. Um, you know, the, the impulse to be productive is very strong in all of us. But it also was a really good kind of head clearing. Um, and by the end of the summer, you know, um, we are who we are. And, and the, 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 the itch returns. Um, and, and I already know some of the things that I'm going to be working on when my semester winds down this summer. Um, so that's, I'm back in those patterns again. Anyway, that's what I'm thinking a lot about. I don't know um, if this is exactly the kind of pattern, the kind of things that, that uh, I haven't listened to enough of. The, I've listened to like three or four of these episodes, so I hope this kind of fits the profile. I'm going to read one poem, which is a brand new poem. I haven't read it um, um, And this is sort of the kind of excitement about not knowing where I'm going next. Um, so that's a little bit... Uh, what's what's generating this, even though I have no idea where it's going yet. I'll get back to you in a couple of years. This is a new poem. It's called Inherit. Once I was a merry little king with sunglasses and a helmet. Now I am plunged in a muddy ditch. God help me, I know not what is good. Who is broken? Who divine? Who's the flat roll in a baker's dozen? When the grinning kestrel pins us with his scope, none will stand immune. Good neighbors, permit me to haul from my vault a portion of my portion. Will one of you care to catalog? Tell me, tell me, while you still can, which heirloom shall I wear to meet the moth? Have a lovely afternoon. You've been listening to Miss Lyrics Poetry Outlaws. Stay fierce, word musicians.